I don't think 16-year-olds should be allowed to vote. Absolutely, 16-year-olds should be allowed to vote. Yeah, voting age should be 16. I'm not entirely sure. I'm sort of 50-50 on it. How young is too young to vote? Could a 16-year-old be trusted to make an informed decision at the polls? It's a question that's being debated across the country. I'm Nikki Reitmeyer, and this is Why. Think back a few years. How old were you when you first voted? I was 18 years old, and I remember because of what happened when I went to the polling station, but I'll I'll tell you about that in a few minutes. I can tell you right now, though, that at age 18, I felt like I had done my research. You know, I felt informed. However, the party that I voted for at age 18, despite the research that I'd done, the information that I'd gathered, you know, that was not the same political party that I would vote for later in life. They're not the same political party that I voted for in the last election. My life experience changed my political views. So, with that in mind, is a 16-year-old prepared, experienced, and mature enough to vote on the next mayor of their city, the next premier of their province, or the next prime minister of their country. This week, Calgary City Council passed a motion asking the province of Alberta to explore the idea of lowering the voting age in municipal elections to just 16 years old. Councillor Peter DeMong voted against that motion. Councillor, I hear that you have some concerns about lowering the voting age to 16. Well, yes, as a matter of fact, I do. There are lots of reasons, I guess, why people would suggest that 16 and 17-year-olds should start voting. I mean, I've known many 16 and 17-year-olds that are incredibly bright, incredibly knowledgeable, uh, that certainly would be more than uh, capable of voting. I've also met a certain number of 16 and 17-year-olds who I would certainly put in the other camp. But that's no different than anybody that's 18 and over either. But when we start talking about the reasons why a 16-year-old should vote, I'm, I'm at a bit of a loss. People say, well, they can join the Army at 16. And, well, that's, although that's true, you can only join the Army at 16 if you have your parents' permission. So do we need to have your parents' permission to vote? Being a little sarcastic there. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, there have always been certain levels of maturity that we have ascertained at certain ages. And whether they're correct or not, is not the point. The point is we've made these numbers. At 14, you're able to get a part-time job. At 16, we we feel you're you're, uh, mature enough to be able to drive and uh, I guess to be able to have permission, to give permission to have sex or not. At 18 is when we universally consider you to be an adult across the nation and you're allowed to vote, you're allowed to uh, obtain cigarettes and, and alcohol and have all the freedom of being an adult. So we set these gauges up, and my point is, why would we try to play with them? Do we need to rush somebody into being an adult and saying, no, no, at 16 now, you now have the pressures and responsibilities of having to vote, which comes with its own set of problems. So if you get to vote at 16, 
do you now have to vote on whether lowering the age of alcohol would be the right thing to do? Because you get into some really weird dynamics, because if you can vote at 16 and some of the issues are dealing with something that you don't even get to do until you're 18, how do you balance that? A point that you raised there that I think is interesting to discuss further, because I've had a bit of personal experience with this, is, and I know you were joking when you said it, but parents influencing a younger person's vote. I remember even when I was 18 going to vote for the first time and walking to the the high school where we were going to be doing the voting and the lady behind the table taking the registration said to me, oh, so your parents told you who to vote for, huh? And, well, the comment from her was a bit rude at the time. There is this perspective that a parent could too deeply influence someone like a 16-year-old's opinion on who to vote for. That is absolutely valid. And then you've got to play in the other card. I know that when I was 16 and 17, I had a number of high school teachers that were extremely impressive on me, that I took to heart their comments and their concerns, and I idolized a couple of them. So I think that that might have an equally fact, although I guess you could say that the same thing would still happen at 18 at university. But yeah, let's not kid ourselves. At 16 and 17, your peers are your most important pressure group, and I believe that that's part of the reason at 18 you're a little bit more mature and you're able to kind of set aside what your peers are suggesting, and whether your peers are your teachers, your parents, or your friends. This is part of the whole maturity process. The counselor raised his concerns, but the motion still passed. So why do those who support lowering the voting age think it's a good idea? Meet the man behind this whole initiative in Calgary, City Councilor George Tahal. Well, I've been uh, talking to a lot of youth in the community and seeing how engaged they are and and wanting to become more engaged in uh, our municipal government. You know, if you vote when you're 16 or 17, you have a higher propensity to vote later in life. Cognitively, studies have shown that 16 and 17-year-olds are at the same place as uh, older adults being 18 to 21. And many countries around the world have shown that 16 and 17-year-olds actually vote more than uh, the age group of 18 to 21. And many countries, such as Austria, Scotland, Brazil, Argentina, Ecuador, have reduced the voting age to 16, as well as many municipalities in the United States and, uh, and across Canada were looking at it as well. I think this is just a great opportunity to engage our young adults into the electoral process. One other issue in Alberta and across Canada is school trustees who represent you, educating you. And in Edmonton, um, the school boards up there have been talking about allowing 16-year-olds to vote for public school trustees as well. So I think this is a change that's occurring throughout the world and across North America and here in Canada. And I think we really need to look at engaging our uh, young adults. That's really interesting. So we're not just talking about a mayoral election or even a federal election, but the thought that students should be involved in the election of school board trustees makes a lot of sense. I mean, they're the ones affected by education first and foremost. Correct. And I think I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I started off looking at advocating for this at the municipal level, but more and more I've been doing research and seeing, reading some of the studies. Um, you know, I think the public school trustees, who where voter turnout is even lower than municipal elections. 
you know what? You can pay taxes. You can hold a job and pay taxes. In Alberta, you can actually start working at the age of 12. Um, so a lot of 16-year-olds are already working at part-time jobs, whether it be a local coffee shop or we just had the greatest outdoor show on earth here at the Calgary Stampede where many young adults are working there. You can get a driver's license and drive at the age of 16. You know, People will say that, well, you need to have some skin in the game. Well, I think they do have skin in the game when they can do all those things. What kind of negative feedback have you received from this? I mean, everything you're saying kind of makes sense to me, but surely not everybody agrees. No, and there is a a lot of opposition, but I think somewhat misinformed opposition um, that, you know, 16-year-olds aren't adults, they don't have skin in the game, they don't pay taxes, you know, they're not, they don't understand how um, the world works, how the real world works. And, you know, I'll debate and talk to anybody when we can have an informed discussion. And they can have an informed discussion saying why they think it shouldn't happen. I'm okay with that. That's fine. I think we need to have the opposing view. But you're seeing, you know, even in the U.S. with the tragedies we've seen in Parkland in Florida, the youth in those high schools are the ones that are driving and pushing Congress to make changes on gun laws. You know, and if you look at California, I've heard there's over a couple hundred thousand 16 and 17-year-olds who want to vote in the upcoming primaries in that state. So we have this movement that's occurring globally, and, and it's shown to have real good outcomes in countries where they've done this and who are very supportive on what we're trying to do here. But this idea of lowering the voting age isn't limited to just Alberta. Andrew Weaver, leader of the B.C. Green Party, has advocated for the same thing. Third party house leader. Honourable Speaker, it gives me great pleasure to introduce a bill that, if enacted, would lower the voting age to 16 in British Columbia. The voting age in British Columbia was not always 18. Federally, it wasn't until 1970 that the Canada Elections Act was amended to drop the voting age from 21 to 18. Strong arguments are put forward that we shouldn't have women voting or we shouldn't have Indigenous voters. The reality is times change, and as time change, it's important to reflect that change in, in who and how we vote. In recent times, other politicians across the country have pushed for the same thing too. Liberals in Newfoundland and Labrador have a bold proposal that they want you to consider. The party voted in favor of lowering the voting age to 16. An Ontario politician who has formerly proposed to lower the voting age from 18 to 16. His name is Arthur Potts. You can buy a membership in a political party at the age of 14, and in doing so, help shape political platforms and choose candidates. But of course, the debate rages on. You have heard the question. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed say nay. Well, I have a 15-year-old daughter, and I mentioned this to her, and she said, I think it's a great idea, and we can vote for the rhinoceros party. So I think that's your answer right there. You know, speaking with these students yesterday, they have so much to say. Oh, they got an opinion, but is it an informed opinion? Normally, it's just what Dad says or Mom you says, right? Do you think they would be an educated voter? Oh, absolutely. Depends I think. who wins. <laughs> <laughs> right. Coming up later in this episode. Oh, they'll just vote for who their parents vote for. That is so uncommon compared to what it's made out to be. Like, 16-year-olds, if anything, are, you know, famed for being a little bit rebellious. They will definitely make their own opinion. But first, to get more perspective on the history of this ongoing controversy, I called up Jean-Pierre Kingsley. Now, he was the former chief electoral officer of Elections Canada. And if there's one thing this guy knows, it's stuff about democracy. 
He served as the president and CEO of the International Foundation for Electoral Systems. He was the head of the international team that observed the Iraq election in 2005. He most recently oversaw the election down in St. Lucia back in 2011. So I spoke to him on the phone from his cottage on the Ottawa River. It's east of Ottawa. It's uh, between what is called Clarence and Wendover on the Ottawa River. So it's in kind of a farmland area, and it's absolutely ravishing. It's fantastic. I'm enjoying myself. i got my workshop here, and uh, life is great. Well, it sounds lovely. I'm sorry that I interrupted your vacation, though. It's a pleasure. I haven't done it in a while, so it's good, it's good to be back. Who in this country is allowed to vote? Everyone in Canada, except people who have not yet attained the age of 18. Everyone means everyone except the chief electoral officer who does not have the right to vote. Everyone else has the statutory right to vote. Going back through history, though, that wasn't always the case in Canada, especially as we go further back into history. We started out, uh, you know, being, uh, even though we were a democratic uh, country, we started out with only men being able to vote. They had to be 21 years of age. They had to have uh, property. And what it tells you is that the history of voting in Canada has been primarily one of steady improvement in broadening the franchise. Now, when women did obtain the right to vote, 1920, federally, that upped the number of voters by multiplied by two, obviously, because they're half the population generally. And thereafter, what we've done is we've, we've removed one barrier after another. And with the advent of the Charter of Rights, all of the other obstacles were removed. Uh, judges could vote, people with what we, we call, you know, with lesser mental abilities, all were included in, in the right to vote. And that's what we have in Canada right now, a universal right to vote for people 18 years of age or older. Now, there is conversations about those rules changing once again, and once again, who is able to vote being broadened. Well, yes, because we have something in Canada called the Charter, to which I just alluded, which says that everyone in Canada has the right to vote, and it's only in the law that we restrain that by introducing the variable factor called age. And it's reasonable that we do so, but it's also reasonable that we ask at a moment in time, is 18 the mark, or could it be 17? Could it be 16? Now, one scribe uh, in criticizing me said, you know, well, why don't we ask it about 12-year-olds? Well, we're not asking about 12-year-olds. We're asking about 17-year-olds and 16-year-olds. It may be that we'll go, we, we would, rationalize 17. It may be that we could rationalize 16. It may be that we would decide, no, 18 is where it should be. But this is where we have to ask intelligent questions and determine just what is the natural cutoff in terms of today's society. How did we get to 18 anyways? How is that the age that we rested on? Well, 18 occurred practically around the world. It's surprising to say, but around the world in established democracies, when, you know, we effectively decided that the age of majority was 18. Now, we decided that, but yet we, we, we still can get a driver's license at 16. Uh, in some places, you have to be older than that to do other things. But we've 
made a natural association with that. Now, I was just checking the facts. You can join the Canadian Reserves, the Canadian Armed Forces Reserves, if you're 16. Now, is that a good example? It's just an example. We, we've rationalized it by making it part of the general movement towards the definition of what is age of majority in this country. So do you think that, let's say, the age of voting was lessened to 17 or 16? Then that would create an argument that other rules of adulthood, like the legal drinking age, should be lowered as well? Some people would jump on that, probably, and make an issue of it. And I'm saying the two are separate, just as they are separate now, you know. Without lowering the, the the age of drinking in any province, one could be lowering the voting age. The two are not necessarily related. I don't see a relationship that's automatic there. And I think that in our minds, we have to start thinking that there's only one criterion that should apply. Is a 17-year-old person able to make an informed decision during an election and vote? Is that person able to say, this is what I want for the development of my country, and this is what is in my best interest? This is what voting is all about. Okay, It's choosing between representatives and choosing who shall form the government based on what they're telling us. Are 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds able to make that judgment? One could say, well, you know, right now, that's not something we see. The point is, we're not providing through our educational system sufficient information for those people to determine. They have to do it on their own if they're interested. And I'm saying we as a society have to reach out to the electorate or the potential electorate to make them develop an interest in the public affairs of this land. So if we're going to lower the age of voting, then we need a system, a support system like education in school that's geared towards the election process to go along with that. We should be doing that right now, whether or not we decide to lower the voting age. But if we decide to, to do that, you know, we, we simply will have to structure it in such a way, you know, that the right to vote is, is something that is fully appreciated. We have what is called a voluntary right to vote. That is to say, you decide if you want to vote or not. There are outstanding democracies that effectively say you are compelled to vote. Australia does it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to choose countries to which we can easily relate. Belgium does it. You know, the penalties are not overwhelming uh, unless, you know, certain circumstances apply, but generally they're not overwhelming. But the point is, you see Australian elections, you see all these young people lined up with their surfboards waiting. You know, they're taking time off from the surfing. They're coming in. Uh, to vote. There's uh, what they call barbecues that, that they hold, you know, to celebrate the event. And we're far from that, you know, because we, we think it's absolutely necessary that this is only something that occurs when I fully decide on my own. You know, and I don't, I'm not compelled to vote. That is not any more necessary for the system. Just like in Australia, it is not necessary for them to have compulsory attendance at the polls. They do it. And it pays dividends because what is tied to a higher participation rate is the credibility of the process, the legitimacy of the end result. And what we want in a democracy is for the, those decisions to have 
has much legitimacy tied to them as is possible. And what I'm saying, we can do a lot better. Right. So getting more people out to vote doesn't necessarily just come down to broadening the group of people that can vote, but actually having those eligible people believe in the system in which they're voting in. Right. Because when you get people to vote, beyond the fact that they're choosing their representatives, they're also buying into the democracy that we have. They're signaling that they belong and they wish to belong and they wish to participate in the decision-making process. But at the last election in 2015, we had over 50% of young people between 18 and 24 show up at the polls. This was a significant increase over the past, which means that if you reach out to young people, if you do that in a way that is meaningful to them, in other words, at the end of the phone from which I'm talking to you and, and other ways intelligently, because that's how you get people to buy in. Conservative voters, from what I understand, tend to be a little bit older in age. Liberal voters, as stereotyped, tend to be a bit younger. So if we lowered the age in which people are allowed to vote, could that skew the power in this country politically? Well, it might seem that way. But on the other hand, if as a political party and if I as a candidate understand that younger people are going to be interested, younger people are going to want to participate, and, and they will show up at the polls, then if I have two ounces of brain in my head, I will gear my program accordingly. It's as simple as that. Jean-Pierre, you have been so fascinating to speak with. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. It's been a delight, and thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. So Jean-Pierre went back to enjoying his cabin, and I carried on in pursuit of one final perspective, the perspective of a high school student. It's actually really simple. When it comes right down to it, it's fair. It's democracy. 16-year-olds pay taxes, and they work, and they are beginning to drive. It's taxation without representation. Liam lives in Kamloops, in the interior of British Columbia. This fall, he's going to be going into grade 12, which means, as it stands, he is too young to vote in Canada. But he wishes that he could. Liam recently presented his local MLA with a petition hoping to lower the legal age of voting. Teenagers, we do get taxed, albeit a little bit less than adults, but we still do pay taxes, and we should have some sort of a say at least as to where those taxes are going. I would even suggest if people are really so opposed to teenagers getting a full vote, even a half vote, even a, you know, just a vote that counts for half or maybe a quarter of a regular vote, just some sort of input towards our government because we pay taxes. Now, what about someone, an adult, a politician, who would say to you, well, you seem really well-informed and you seem to pay attention to current affairs and politics, but the average 16-year-old doesn't. I actually get that one a lot. What I'd say is that that is pretty much the same with adults. This is a huge thing I also hear is, oh, they'll just vote for who their parents vote for. That is so uncommon compared to what it's made out to be. Like, 16-year-olds, if anything, are, you know, famed for being a little bit rebellious. They will definitely make their own opinion. Other countries like Scotland, Argentina, and Austria have lowered their minimum voting age to 16. Now, Bosnia had an interesting idea. You're allowed to vote if you're 16 or 17, but only if you're employed. 
However, nearly every other country in the world has a voting age of 18, just like here in Canada. But that could change here in the coming years. The matter has been raised provincially, basically across the country, and it's been brought up at the federal level, too. But as it stands, the jury is still out on whether Canadians trust 16-year-olds with their democracy. Yeah, voting age should be 16 because by that time, most people are working. Some people are paying taxes as well. 16-year-olds, I think, are a lot smarter than what people give them credit for. I remember myself at 16, and I feel like I made some pretty poor decisions. But then I also think that 16-year-olds nowadays have more access to information. So I'm sort of 50-50 on it. Yeah, I don't think 16-year-olds should be allowed to vote. I know that there are some 16-year-olds that are really smart, but I think the majority of 16-year-olds probably aren't very intelligent. So I'm going to say no. This is Why is produced by John O'Dowd and me, Nikki Reitmeyer. Thanks for your reviews on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Yes, we see them. We really appreciate them too. And if you haven't yet subscribed, you can do so through those platforms or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Contact us on Twitter at thisiswhy or via email thisiswhy at globalnews.ca. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next Friday.